Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Richie, we have a massive amount of news to talk about today. Five commitments coming on the heels of a the first official visit weekend of the year. Um, so we just need to hop right in this. Uh, first yeah. off, did we expect this many commits, like more than three coming from this weekend? Uh, no, I kind of, I know someone asked me for an over-under and I'll never do this, this again. I said one <laughs> and a half thinking like, oh, I, wow. know, I know, I know of one, I know of two that's probably going to pop and it's like, you know, there's, there's probably even three, so I probably should have said it a little higher. Did not see five coming. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, we've been very, very busy. And it's been a little little hectic over the past couple of days. So, um, yeah, yeah. great, great couple of days for Rutgers, though. Yeah, a lot of commitment articles coming out, a lot of reactions, a lot of coaches and family members you probably mm-hmm. have had to talk to. So let's just take this in chronological order. So the first okay. kid to commit from this weekend, I believe he committed while he was still on his visit even. So it was Jeff Biofuri. He was a right wide receiver out of St. John's Prep in Danvers, Massachusetts. He's a 6'2", 195-pound wide receiver who had a bunch of Ivy League offers, a few FBS offers, but I don't think he had any other Power 5 offers. Um, so what do you see in this kid, and what is Rutgers getting from Jesse Biofuri? Um, he, he's a pretty good possession receiver. Uh, he's a little bit taller too. He's not your like kind of average, which seems like they're average over the past couple of years with like Shameen Jones, Bo Melton, et cetera. We're always like that five eleven, to like six foot range. He's probably six foot two, probably pushing that six foot three range. Um, he, he's pretty, like I said, a pretty good possession guy. Um, he, he looks solid in his tape. I don't actually know much about St. John's prep, so I can't talk about his competition up there. Uh, his numbers wise, he put up 800 something yards last year as a receiver. The only issue is, is 220 of those came in one game. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like 220 of those in four scores in one game. So, I mean, it's a great stat. Um, but I, I don't know the competition wise in Massachusetts in general. Um, I actually might be seeing him Friday. I don't know if he'll hundred percent be there, but they're having a big, uh, New England camp up in Springfield college on Friday, the former, uh, college of Heatherman and, uh, Harris Simiak. So of course, Rutgers entire staff is going to be there as well. That's one of their quote unquote satellite camps. Um, so I'll be up there watching with a bunch of other, uh, I'm sure analysts from around the region. Um, they're expecting a ton of new England guys. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be there. I really don't know though, for sure. I know a couple, uh, Holy Trinity guys were supposed to go up to, We'll see. Maybe Braithwaite will show up or uh, Josiah Brown, et cetera. But overall, I mean, he, he's also kind of – he's faster than you think. Like, he, he ran a 6.61 55-meter dash. Um, I, I don't know if it translates to, like, a great time, but, but it's pretty solid. It's not like a, a Fitzroy uh, Legister-type time who's breaking all these records in state right now for St. Peter's Prep. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he seems like a pretty good player. He loved everything about his visit. Um, he did, he did commit after the visit. He was in the airport at the time and he just decided to tweet it. He was supposed to wait until after, but, um, these timelines with these kids just are never accurate. So, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? I mean, uh, a decent gift for Rutgers. My only concern is like, I know other people brought it up is BC is right there and BC didn't offer. So that makes you question it a little bit. 
But then you look at Rutgers and you look at New Jersey and it's like never offered Bonsu. They never offered, uh, I forget who else, some other top five guy. James Hurd, maybe uh, was it? Or I don't didn't know. offer the safety who went to Notre Dame. Oh, Don Shuler. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So as much as you want to question it, you can't question it too much. So you kind of just got to trust the staff's judgment on here and uh, kind of go from there. It seems like a decent get though. So moving right along, uh, the second commit of the weekend was a linebacker out of Florida. His name's Abram Wright. He's 6'2", 218 is what his profile is listed at. He goes to Fleming Island High School in Fleming Island, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this kid? Um, I actually kind of like him. The, the only downside is if you watch his tape, I don't know if he can play anywhere besides inside linebacker. I don't think he's quick enough to do that sideline to sideline type stuff that like guy like Fido Kasi had that kind of speed and that kind of, uh, that kind of just, I don't even know, instinct, I guess, at that point. Um, but I mean, they, they, obviously they need, they have needs for linebackers, so it can't hurt to bring him on. Um, he was going to go to Duke next weekend. So it's big for him to cancel that visit and then end up just committing the Rutgers right on the spot. Um, I, I have a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to Fleming Island, just because Trace Need was hyped up to be such a good player and just, just wasn't. Oh, yeah. And that's the last time that Rutgers has landed one of those guys. So it's, I do think he could be a solid player. Um, we'll, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, I don't know if he has, if he could bulk up and play DN. I don't think so, but it, it seems like he's just a strictly an inside linebacker. So if they can manage to keep him there, it, it might be a decent get. If not, well, just, it's one of those wait and see things. Yeah, it's, it's a little interesting to not take a kid from Florida whose number one trade is speed. Cause that seems to be the first thing you almost always talk about Florida kids. So yeah, it's, it's a little different, but, um, I mean, they, they pretty much pushed for his commitment. It happened. And like, like I said, the Duke, you canceled, you just beat out Duke pretty much. A high academic kid too, as well, I should say. It's always good to hear that. Um, moving right along, the next kid's also a kid from Florida. His name's Mozell Williams. This is a kid, I believe you guys put a future cast in the day before his official visit or during his official visit. Um, but he's a six foot six offensive tackle out of Hawthorne High School in Hawthorne, Florida. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so, I mean, he's right away, you look at the size. This is what Rutgers wants. They want massive offensive linemen, uh, 6'6", 330, but he, he moves really well for a guy his size. I actually think he's kind of criminally underrated at 5.5 with us. I think he should be at least a 5.6, if not higher. Um, for someone that's 330 or per his tape, he, he just moves very quickly, and he's quick on his feet. Um, I'm actually a little shocked that most of these Florida schools didn't, like, go after him a little more, like – I know we got like the FAU, the FIU, the South Florida, but like if you're like a, like a Miami or like a, maybe not Miami, Miami's kind of recruiting at a different level right now, but Florida State even like they're, they're kind of like at that level too. I mean, I, I would I would have like at least brought this kid in the camp and see what he can bring and see what he does before uh, as a potential offer guy and go from there. But um, it's a solid get for Rutgers. He's a hundred percent a Power Five guy in my opinion. Um, and it, it just improves the uh, the offensive line group and gets them bigger up front. And that's that's kind of been a narrative with uh, this uh, coaching staff since Shiano's been back. You want to get bigger up front and bigger in the trenches, and that's how you're going to win games. Yeah, and the kind of common theme with a lot of these kids that we've got this weekend, that they're just not – they're either under-recruited or underrated, it seems. So they're, mm-hmm. do, they're doing a lot of mining – uh, for diamonds in the rough, would you say that these are mostly plan B kids or are these kind of, we didn't really have a firm plan A, plan B this year. Um, 
it's it's tough. If I'm being honest, you, a couple of these are plan B. Uh, that's 100%. I don't think there's any question about it. I think Rutgers shot for the stars, and rightfully so. It seems like they had a pretty good chance at guys like Hakeem Williams and uh, Santana Fleming and a couple other, like, big-name guys. Um, it obviously didn't work out. So Moselle Williams, I think, just got offered, like, two or three weeks ago. So it kind of just transpired really quickly. They found his tape. They thought he was good. Got him on campus immediately. Boom, done. Filet Nakukin, or no, I think that's how you say it. Nakukin, Nakukin. Uh, I, I don't know. Same thing. Um, offered him a couple, a month or two ago. Loved his tape. Followed up. Kept showing interest. Boom, got him. Done. Um, Dante Barone was offered. I think he committed a week later. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's plan A, but it's not a bad thing either because some of these dudes are just they're they're pretty good. Like I, I actually like Moselle Williams a lot. Um, one we didn't talk about yet, Dominic Rivera. I, I, I think I love, love that kid. Yeah, let's get right into him. So he's the fourth commit of the weekend. Dominic Rivera is a, an offensive tackle out of Olmstead Falls High School in Olmstead mm-hmm. Falls, Ohio. He's six yeah. foot eight, three fifteen. Another massive guy. Tell us a little bit about him. So I mean, right away, same thing. Six eight, three fifteen. That's that's a legit size right there. Um, he's he's just huge. He's ginormous. Like if you if you look at him, uh. Some of his tape, he just you, you can see he's bigger than everyone on the field by far. Uh, Olmstead has never produced a power five guy, so this is a first for them. But he is a very good player. Uh, if you watch his junior tape to his like recent little combine thing he put on Twitter, I think we just mentioned it off the air. Uh, he just looks like a completely different player. He's very athletic for six foot eight. Like he moves around really well. Um, similar to like Moselle Williams, he just he's got great footwork and he looks good. Um, so that, that's going to be the big thing with these tackles, um, getting athletic up front, but also getting bigger up front. So, uh, it's a, this one, this one, I like a lot. He's a top 30 kid in Ohio. Um, the other note that I also told you before, before we got on camera, uh, his kids head coach told me every single power five that came into the school to check him out has offered him on the spot. So that's Boston college, that's, that's Iowa state, that's Rutgers, that's Syracuse. Um, there's also others, obviously G fives and stuff like that, but not many power fives go to this school because it's like off the beaten path and it's just like, Hey, they don't produce. Why do we, why do we have to bother? Rockers did their homework, looked them up, found them, got them on campus a couple months later. And here, here we are with another massive offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. And that's been the, the, the trend over Shiano's offensive line recruiting the last two years is we didn't have size. The first thing you got to have in the big 10 is size on offensive line. Yeah, someone posted on the board. There's like a whole like chart of like the offensive line before Shiano commits and then after Shiano, and they're they're just all like six five plus. Uh, obviously, there's like a couple different ones. Like Kobe Asamoah is not six five by any means. Gus Lewis is six five, but yeah, I mean, if you're playing center, I guess you can kind of go down a little bit. But for the most part, these yeah. guys these guys are huge. Like they are they are massive, and even even in the portal, look at Curtis Dunlap, he's huge. Yep. Iron Brown, oh no, Iron Brown. Well, he was a transfer, but. Um, Willie Tyler, JD, Willie Durenzo. Tyler, JD Durenzo. It's just, yeah. Uh, Holland Pierce. I know not a transfer, but they're just, it's massive, massive dudes. This, this O line's not going to look the same that it did when Greg was first here. And, uh, he's, he knows you got to build by winning up front and by winning up front, you got to get bigger up front. And so it's a start. Yeah, sure is. Um, final commit of the weekend though, was Jason DeClona. Uh, which happened today, actually. Uh, he's a cornerback out of Estero High School in Estero, Florida. 
He's 6'1", 170. Uh, an interesting wrinkle about him is his brother is actually also a 23 recruit, and he's committed currently to Cincinnati. So tell us a little bit about Jason DeClona. So, yeah, I, I got them confused multiple times already. Um, Jason, <laughs> Jonas, it's like it's, – it's the same exact, like, five letters. Yep. Put it like that. It's just very confusing. They don't even go to the same school, which was I thought was a little bizarre, but we, we posted about that on the boards already. Uh, Jason, though, is a multi-sport athlete. He's a, a track guy, a basketball player. I think he had over 1,000 points, if I saw that correctly, on uh, one of those Ohio websites. Um, he's a pretty good hoops player, too. I think he supposedly averaged, like, over 16, 17, like that, points per game. So not not a bad, like, basketball player. And I always love having the hoops players on the team just because they have just such raw athleticism, um, especially, like, a jumping ability, too. And to double up on that, when he uh, he's also something – I forget where he finished in a long jump as a junior. Um, I, I read it before. He finished somewhere – like one of the state qualifiers or something for the long jump as a high school uh, track guy. So he, he's just a crazy good athlete. Um, I know we have him listed at cornerback, but, like, if you watch his tape, he could – he plays both. Like, he plays wide receiver and cornerback. Rutgers likes him at corner, obviously. But I, I wouldn't be shocked that this is one of those guys that – Rutgers might be kind of fighting back and forth to see which side of the ball he's better on. Um, he's quick. He's athletic. He could jump. If he does have the hands, like he, like I could, might be able to see on his tape, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's at receiver when it's all said and done. But at the same time, uh, some pretty good offers. You beat out some pretty good schools. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine power fives, 10 power fives. Um, he also uh, had a couple Midwest offers. Like uh, I know Illinois was after him pretty hard and they are, they are actually thought to be one of the front runners because his brother was going to Cincinnati, which I guess is close, but not close. Um, it's interesting though. He did give us an interesting quote at the end where he said, I'm hundred percent committed to Rutgers right now. So it's something you got to watch. It's a Florida kid. It happens all the time. We see the decommitments. We already saw one in this class with the Florida guy and Chris, Christopher Johnson um so so you do have to watch out for that so i don't think schools are just going to stop recruiting him because he's committed to the Rutgers. so it's it's something you got to keep a really close eye on and you just got to stay on top of them now they've won these battles recently in amarion brown for example so it's, it is possible to win them but they just have to just stay on top of this kid nonstop. and i i think they have a good shot of landing him still yeah this one seems like if i had to pick one guy that's gonna be the hardest from this batch of commitments to, to hold on to it'd be him yeah 100 <clears throat> so it was a big recruiting weekend uh we had a bunch of visitors i think we had an additional like seven or eight on top of the kids who committed what are you hearing anecdotally from the other kids who, who visited this past weekend so um, the other kids are all kind of have other visits planned as of right now and it doesn't seem like they're going to cancel those um obviously the big name chase basantis is still going to go to michigan state this weekend I wouldn't be shocked if it just ended there. I, I do know he says he wants to take all his visits, which means AKA and LSU won the weekend after. I don't know if it gets that far. Michigan state's been on him for quite some time. Uh, he loves Michigan state. Mel Tucker has been killing it on the recruiting trail as, as much as it pains me to say that um, they also have, they have a big NIL fund and it's not a secret. I've had a high school coach call me today and, Asked me like, hey, what, 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 you know why Michigan's getting all these kids? I said, uh, yeah. He goes, I, I heard that. I just wanted to see if you heard the same thing. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, if you have an IL, it's not that hard right now. 
Um, yeah. So that that's that's what's happening there. Christian Williams, a Virginia kid, uh, he's going to Virginia Tech next week, not this weekend. Next weekend, it's it's tough to pull kids out of Virginia, especially when uh, Virginia Virginia Tech just got new staffs. They got that new juice, that new recruiting juice. So I think Brett Pry is going to do pretty well down there. Um, he, he's already doing pretty well, I should say, but that one's going to be a tough haul. Um, Tommy Kinsler, as much as I love the fact that he was here last weekend as an unofficial visitor, then the official visitor the weekend, before, uh, this past weekend, I, I just don't know if you can snag that kid out of Florida, if Florida or Florida state or Miami really want you and you're a Florida kid. I don't really see most of those guys ever leaving a state for one of those schools. Um, I'm trying to think who else Calvin Smith, a Florida kid came up here. Uh, he was also at Pittsburgh the weekend before his defensive end. Uh, he sounded like he liked to visit a lot from what I was told, but it, again, they're, these Florida kids are going to take a couple more visits. Um, Dylan Gooden's recruitment, who I actually, uh, his dad was a Piscataway native at one point. I don't know if he still is or not. Um, that's an interesting one. I think it's super early. I don't think he wants to push anything. I do think it's great. They got him on campus this early. I, even if you do get a commitment, I think that's one you got to really watch because schools are going to push for him hard. Yeah, why um, do you think he doesn't have any other visits planned at the moment? I, I don't know. I found that one a little bizarre. He's very quiet, very, like, keeps everything to himself, close to vest. Um, I, I don't really know. I was told he is trying to schedule a Miami and a Michigan State visit, so we'll, we'll see if those end up happening. But he might just be quiet about it, and, like, you'll pop up on his uh, – on his Instagram feed one day and I'll just be like, Hey, uh, here's the little location emoji. East Lansing, like mm, something yeah. like that. He's very quiet with that stuff. Um, going through the others, like just, we'll go quickly. Ted Grigori. I know a lot of people think uh, Rutgers was going to land him like immediately. Um, I posted in the war room on Friday, Ivy leagues are pushing him heavy and he's really, really considering it. And I, I can never blame a kid for that. I think he's got, yeah, I'm looking now. He's got Columbia, Dartmouth, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, so, I mean, how, how do you turn down an Ivy League at the end of the day? It's, it's, yeah, it's easy to say that in your you know, 20s or 30s, but when you're yeah. 17, it's the, the scope of what it means to have that Ivy League degree doesn't really set in. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And honestly, they've, they've produced kind of a couple of good players over the past couple of years, whether it be yeah. VF Transfer Portal or, or them transferring out and going to Power 5 or them even making the league. There's a couple of them in the league now. So it's, it is yeah. interesting, but uh, – that's that's one to keep an eye on. Uh, Rodney Laura still has Michigan, Virginia, North Carolina. I, I don't see him coming here. He's another one that keeps it close to vest, so we probably won't hear much from him. Spoke to his coach the other day, and it, it does sound like he's probably leaning towards staying closer to home. Virginia might be able to lock that one up this week. Um, Kendall Johnson has Duke this weekend. I'll keep an eye there. Um, the Quona, like I said, was supposed to visit Illinois next weekend. Not going to happen anymore as of now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and Davon Fuse, Davon Fuse was on campus. So yeah, they kind of wanted to, big, to uh, hear big more F, about him. Yeah, big FU to Pitt. And it's just like, we're keeping him. Go fuck yourself. And it sounds like he's solid. <laughs> Will he stay? I don't know. I think he's pretty solid right now. It sounds like his family loves Rutgers. They love Shiano. They love the staff. So. It's good for Rutgers to get him back on campus and get him a little more confident and kind of see what happens from there. Uh, so thanks for running through all that because we did have a lot of a lot of visitors. We don't have an official visit weekend this weekend, but we do have official visits next week. Um, yeah. Just give us a quick preview of uh, who might be on commit watch next week. Um. So Brandon Wozlowski. 
running back out of Pennsylvania. I, I think he's actually a pretty good athlete. Um, I actually think we actually have him listed as athlete technically. Uh, but I think Rutgers likes him as running back them at better at running back than anything else. Um, he, he seems pretty quick. He's fast. He plays for uh cat Cata. No, no, he plays at Catawissa, Pennsylvania out of Southern yeah. Columbia. Yep. I think that's Julian's Fleming school. If I recall correctly, that is. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they produce some talent there. Uh, it's a good name to watch. Uh, I want to say Fama Toure, but after seeing him last Wednesday at Monmouth and literally like all over the Illinois coaches, I don't know if that happens. And it's, it's a little crazy to say, mm. but it depends. If he doesn't commit after that visit to Illinois this upcoming weekend, maybe maybe then I'll, I'll be more confident in Rutgers. I, I know we still have a future cast in, I think, for him to go to Rutgers. Or we actually didn't put it in yet, but it's, there you go. It will be in there. Um, at some point, I think it's going to be interesting because that, that Illinois staff was loving him and they've been snagging a couple of Jersey guys. They got Zach Amlin. They got the quarterbacks, obviously, and Sikowski, Leary. Um, I feel like they have someone else too. I can't remember. Sounds like they're, they have a good chance at Sabor Kareem, who's a West Orange kid. So I, they're, they're doing well in Jersey. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's, it's going to be one to watch there. Uh, after that, uh, Dylan Wade, Tosin Babalade. Tosin Babalade might – I don't know if he'll make the visit or not. It's going to be interesting because it sounds like South Carolina put quite the push on him. Um, Namdi Udiego. Udiego. Uh, I think Rutgers has a really good chance at him. He just came off a Vanderbilt visit. Uh, Georgetown Prep, Keontae Hamilton has been talking to him quite a bit. They went to the same school, obviously. Um, big defensive tackle. Uh, who's the last one? There's one more. Bo Mascal. I don't know if he'll even end up making a visit, to be honest, because like I said, some of these Florida kids are very flaky. Uh, Rutgers was like very high on his list, then Iowa offered, and that's where things got a little more interesting. Uh, he interestingly enough, he's t- he's taking a Marshall visit too, so I guess <laughs> it kind of depends on how high Iowa he is on Iowa's board. So I guess we'll kind of see, but I, I don't know if Rutgers could beat out Iowa for him right now. So I'm just being honest. I know people are going to yell. And then uh, Valena Kukin, he's going to be on the campus for his first official um, first trip to campus ever as a, as a recruit and now as a commit. Nice. So yeah, yeah. a ton of stuff going on right now. Camp season's still going. Uh, I think Rutgers has a few more camps on, on campus over the yep. next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then training camp starts in July, right? I hope not. No, uh, August, thank God. August, okay. Yeah, so I, everyone takes a break there. in July. I got, I got stuff to do, like, you know, got vacation planned, just like the coaching staff. I take my little vacation. Um, July 27th, we got the email today, Big Ten Media Day. So we'll be out in Indianapolis. Yeah, Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll see how that goes. Uh Talk to Greg, talk to some of the players, and then uh yeah, that's that's kind it's kind of it right now. It's uh not quiet, it's pretty exciting, but uh very tiring. I can imagine. Uh, but guys, thanks for tuning in once again. Uh there's a lot of information in this one, so I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, but for the rest of us here, it's been another edition of the Night Before Podcast. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.